Hi and welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hello, how are you? Doing good. All right. So, what are we going to talk today? So, did you see the blistering knock on 200? <laughs> yeah. <from> Rohit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, probably I mean one of those uh, great modern one-day batsmen. I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, I have not seen uh, him playing. I mean, I have not seen his previous uh, okay. double centuries. Uh-huh. Uh, but that uh, afternoon, I was. just there for lunch i went for a late lunch okay and i saw this guy i think he was just warming up i think he just <laughs> crossed 120 or something okay he was just no oh my god yeah. the innings was just i've seen couple of watch, couple of innings he played in australia i think october or now july or something i and i i, I was like this uh, lankans were bowling very negative bowling they were trying to yeah. bowl lot of white balls okay. but he was just going all the way and hitting them like i d- i didn't watch this actually yeah, this brilliant inning they should watch if you i'll do it okay so the other news is before we start uh, net neutrality is all done deal <laughs> <laughs> i think I, i was just expecting that they don't set a bad precedent but right. yeah looks like that i mean yeah. i don't know how many other countries are going to follow yeah, that, that's a worrisome that's, trend yeah. Yeah. so what are we talking today uh, aws yeah so <laughs> yeah so i mean this aws reinvent which happened around uh, two weeks back uh, yeah. but i mean they have just kind of uh, it's one of those very daunting events where right. they just uh, introduced so many uh, services hardware software technology stack and frameworks and everything so what i was thinking is that we'll just kind of uh, basically look at in something to start with uh, maybe we can do it in multiple parts but we can just start with something which is like just touches the consumer part of it so from there we just go back to the layers and stuff like that something like that so i was saying we can just how about we do talk a little bit about the deep lens and other uh, no machine learning and other things what they launched next right uh, i think andy jesse's keynote uh, maybe after many years i saw um, i mean a real hardcore <laughs> technical okay. uh, keynote right yeah i mean he's uh, one of those hari hand i mean like yeah. kind of very technical keynotes there was absolutely nothing like say, marketing uh, messages or yeah. i mean touting their growth trend and all that they were do- doing little bit but yeah. i think this was i mean amazing excellent uh, technical <laughs> keynote he gave yeah. he was just like announcing product after product after product actually right, so right 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 <laughs> i mean uh, even 2016 was like uh, uh, just very packed and this is like yeah. uh, this is topped that actually right yeah so i think uh, uh, i think there are few key announcements he made uh, especially on the consumer side um, on especially on iot and machine learning and ai capabilities um, so i think as you said we'll pick few of them here the one interesting product which they launched uh, was called uh, uh, aws deep lens um, this probably is their prototype uh, device right uh, or I, i don't know i mean he didn't talk about whether he is going to commercially launch that mm. it looks like to me more like a developer device at this point maybe they may launch uh, a separate product uh, but this is mostly for video based recognitions and uh, i mean what do you call the computer vision and those kind of things right, right yeah so wh- what do you think of this device i I, f- i mean though i think at this current stage it was doing only few use cases but i think the capability wise i i feel it can do a lot true yeah i before i thought we just go into deep lens i think the one important thing i noticed on the keynote is that the kind of pace at which they are going was really interesting uh, right. the from 2014 15 16 Uh, last 3 years 
uh, they've been growing year on year around 40% in terms of uh, fina i mean like econo- i mean like when you take year on year growth basis if you look at it yeah. and then they so you were you was mentioning it is around 18 billion yeah. uh, run rate yeah and uh, i mean the last uh, uh, quarter i think they made about 4. Point, uh, 83 billion or something like that. so which is like phenomenal yeah. if you look at it so uh, it's a major I, business it's no yeah. longer a yeah hobby yeah <laughs> so and at the same time like you said no they are like kind of uh, wrapping up uh, all these newer technologies building services and everything so so the deep lens is something which is like uh, <clears throat> uh so i so i i so this is an official product they have launched uh, which is like for 249 dollars which you can just uh, make a pre registration right now and then which will be getting shipped in a month and a half something like that now uh so i'm i'm when you say prototype prototype i don't know what in what sense you referred it but uh, i would I, mean, uh, i would say it is like in a device where for it is for targeted developers yeah right if you that's what i mean yeah right okay so it is targeted for developers and odms who can just basically just take this device build their use cases cross verify them and then see i mean uh, what i was mentioning as prototype is because uh-huh. let's say if i build a product or any offering mm-hmm. based on this uh, can i buy that or let's say can i produce this in mass scale right right, right. so yeah it yeah. it is it is not in that yeah. sense like so so it is uh, uh, so uh, so the 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 product combination if you look at it it is powered by intel atom uh, which is like a very high hardware configuration for a camera as it is uh, which runs a full fledged ubuntu operating system uh, and uh, their own uh, service layer on top of that as well other ml and other uh, computational it also has the intel gen 9 graphics engine yes. which is what is doing the trick of all that video analytics i believe yeah so in, in terms of, so in the, in those sense it is it is not a consumer product as you said uh, but right. it is like more of a product for uh, devs and other for for uh, for other uh, companies who have got certain business cases in their mind to take this hardware and then just start propelling their development and stuff like that so keeping that uh, in mind is what something like if you have said that as a prototype i would think in that sense i think yes it is actually like uh but uh, but as an a dev if you want to you know take this and then buy build your thing you can just go ahead and pre register that and so, so it is an interesting device in sense like last when we look at google io uh, google launched something called clips which is in a camera which is powered by yeah. ai to make the pictures uh, i mean the ai was used to make sure the camera utilizes certain angles and stuff like that so which is essentially the image recognition AI modules which is, is using tensor light on the edge devices running and stuff like that which is in that sense i think it is the same uh, do, do you see any compare and contrast differences between uh, these devices or something or no i mean uh, i felt i think uh, maybe they were launching this for developers to play around with their cloud yeah. aspects right 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 yeah uh, especially sage maker and other things they launched yeah. uh, as part of this uh, maybe there were not i i am not sure i mean whether there are commercial products which are there off the shelves which <coughs> kind of offers uh-huh. this uh, capability for developers to do some product studies uh, i i don't think so as well actually so right. i i think what i can think of this as like a, if you want to just draw parallels between three giants like apple uh, amazon and google 
so the trend what we are seeing here is that uh, Google is kind of pushing TensorFlow Lite and TensorFlow on the server side for right. machine learning. And Apple has kind of uh, released the ML core ML uh, for having the, the machine learning frameworks run on the edge devices. And Amazon is coming out with this kind of a, a deep lens, which is like, again, a camera module, with, but it also has a capability to run uh, deep run, machine learning uh, modules at the edge devices, actually. So right. this is like kind of uh, like three giants are moving in the direction where <laughs> they have some kind of a uh, neural product built with an hardware which can touch the uh, end users, actually. So the, in that path, I think it's a kind of an iterative uh, way it is moving in. It up to the individuals, how they use deep lens it, in, into their, it could be possible that they could, uh, the companies could probably integrate that into their own hardware products and build software layers on top of that. So that, that's something which is not clear. Not yet, right, right. That's no. That's why I said yeah. it yeah. looks like most to be a right. sort of a prototype device. Yeah. But so, I think this is, uh, I mean, as you said, I think Apple is more building all their things around iPhone itself. Right, right. As their primary hardware. Yeah. And uh, we don't know whether they are going to launch any other device uh, apart mm. from that. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I think Google is more focused on, on their backend capabilities. But, I mean, unfortunately, they are probably not uh, a significant cloud player at this point. Apart from their own services, which is like mm -hmm. amazingly well done, uh, but their own cloud services, how many people adopt is a big question mark at this point. But I, I, uh, I think what I see, uh, I mean, I don't know about in terms of numbers between Google and Amazon, but what I see as a hardware and software trend in uh, machine learning side, uh, uh, Google is also pushing in terms of uh, TensorFlow on the server right. side and TensorFlow Lite on the client side. And, and, and AWS does support TensorFlow also. Yes. So, uh, so AWS is kind of becoming this kind of a big uh, empire for uh, machine learning, right. wherein they are trying to focus, adapt all kinds of frameworks which you can run, with, right. be it an Apache MXNet or be it TensorFlow on the server side or like if you're looking at KFA or any other modules on the server side. As well, they're trying to come out with these new devices, which can also basically have this capability to run on the edge devices as well. So I think uh, it is a very interesting area where all three tech giants are moving in a direction where uh, you you are utilizing certain amount of neural capability on the edge devices, plus the one the layer which can glue to their server backend, uh, which can use as a server infrastructure and then come back. And, uh, and it is an interesting way wherein all these companies will be able to, you know, uh, use this kind of uh, either uh, build a neural capability part of the product which can use a cloud infrastructure wherein they can uh, help use these frameworks and train the modules and get them in the to run them in the edge devices as well uh, as well utilize them on the server and stuff like that so uh, as well another interesting announcement I saw from Amazon is that they're also building a services layer on top of the ML frameworks on the server side, which is like what you referenced as a siege maker, uh, wherein if you are a company where, if you are a CIO today, you want to have build an M image recognition or anything, wherein you don't have an in-house uh, in skill, wherein you are not ready to play around with these frameworks, deploy them, train them, model them, and stuff like that. 
wherein you can just go back to s tell Amazon saying that, no, you take care of doing all this, uh, give me give me these uh, trained, matured algorithms and models already, use them as your backend, I pump in the data, you do the, all the processing, scaling and everything. <coughs> right. And give me back the, the ability for me to just integrate a single API in my software wherein I'll be able to, you know, use the image recognition from day one and so forth. So that is kind of an uh, area they are looking in. And they are also, like I said, you know, they are also supporting like any other platform, like their MXNet or TensorFlow on the server. So if you are a, like a real hardcore data uh, data scientist or someone who's in academia who wants to run, <coughs> train those big uh, neural models in a big with higher data throughput and stuff like that, that also is there. So they're trying to build, have this kind of play in all three areas, like uh, delivering. I mean, they, they saw, uh, so even whatever uh, models, great models you could develop on the cloud side, you really cannot test them unless you have a, like an hardware capable enough to do it, right? I think uh, that's probably the, the problem statement they were trying to address. Uh, we really don't know at this point what plans they have for deep learning. Uh, but it's primarily to, like say, to enhance machine learning uh, and considering they don't have any other mobile products as such, right? Right, yeah. Uh, especially the, the Fire Phone is kind of dead now. <coughs> I mean, they really don't have like a camera-based device uh, which can do some of these things. Right. I, we remember we discussed like how Amazon look or something which right. is like a, a similar product. Yeah, it, it looks like very similar actually, Yes, right? exactly. So it was able to... I think if you look at Amazon, uh, the, the, the Echo thing. Uh, Echo look. Yeah. Echo look thing. Yeah. It is pretty much doing that, right? It yes. can, uh, I mean, judge your fashion and, yeah. and all that thing, right? So, so it's, uh, that's exactly, but. It looks like an offshoot of that. Right? Yeah, right. So, so and uh, so uh, to just add along with like what we said, they're also, you know, uh, announcing other services, which is like your Amazon recognition video or um, the Amazon transcribe service or the Amazon comprehensive service and stuff like that. So, right. so the, the essentially lens, what it does today is that it has got like three capability where it can identify objects, uh, people. Uh, it can identify objects, people, and uh, uh, probably text in an, uh, in an environment where you expose it. So these are the, some of these basic things like it can identify. I think it can do uh, objects, uh, also face recognition. Yeah. Uh, then activity recognition was another thing, yeah, right, which yeah. is coming out of the box. Right. Uh, any any other model which you want to custom build, you can always do with SageMaker. Yes. Uh, which is which is uh, their service, cloud-based service for uh, machine learning actually. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it is. I think the uh, but I feel still two fifty dollars for an Indian market is is still quite expensive. Um, I mean, it's okay to do prototypes. But I don't know whether somebody would buy, like say, like say, hundred cameras. We want to put somewhere, right? For mm -hmm. that price point, it's really still not economically viable. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so but I think we are like a little far away from that. Uh, right. In in terms of, I think at least how. We because why uh, where I'm coming to is from I recently read a story about how China government has installed millions of cameras, right, uh, right. Uh, and actually across their cities to do stuff like that. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. There was actually a very good, interesting, uh, I mean, case study, I believe CNN or somebody had done. Yeah. 
I mean, how they actually detect so many things across their cities. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, th that's essentially what we are seeing in the market as well. No? So there are the existing cameras which does not have the ML capability also. With the help of software and the cloud glue, people are already right. building these kind of capabilities. But this is like... It's just like one step ahead of uh, those, actually. So it just kind of reduces the round trip, and the edge devices has certain ability to process the data locally right. and make yeah. certain yeah. decisions locally and stuff like that. Like you said, no, that is the biggest surveillance system. The whole world is like kind of uh, uh, getting uh, worried about it, actually. And right. uh, yeah. especially once the China builds that kind of, I mean, it's there already from their uh, the, the software which they're they're able to. Uh, the software glue which they have built, which can take images from various uh, security cameras or the the uh, or the, the the traffic signal cameras, and cumulatively they are able to identify image. As they collect more data, it is going to be eventually going to get much better, mm -hmm. and it will be even able to identify uh, face recognition, where it can identify who who are the citizen who was there, what he's doing, where he's right, going, yeah. and everything and stuff like so. Uh, so, uh, I mean, like, so essentially we are seeing these trends and then this is a kind of an uh, hardware which is trying to push those boundaries slightly beyond uh, the the powerful server-side uh, right. image recognition and other things, yeah. And I think the other key thing which is uh, like an undercurrent throughout the, I mean, the keynote was this serverless thing, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Which was there everywhere. Right. I mean, even with this, they were... Uh, showing cases about AWS Lambda being there. Uh, I, I, I somehow feel, uh, I don't know, so I get a feeling this uh, Amazon is trying to push the, the Lambda too much little bit. Yeah, I don't know possible. what, yeah, whatever reason, I don't understand. And uh, maybe they're, they're, they're looking at the market is maturing, a lot more players are coming into this uh, space, uh, which are like uh, with, from other vendors and stuff like that, but I don't know. I, I feel that it's kind of, kind of sometimes it's just kind of overkills to look at their presentation. It is really Lambda getting in pushed in for all kinds of things and stuff like that. So I don't know how much it is no, useful. No, I think the key there. is uh, they pretty much kind of uh, coined this whole thing about serverless computing, right? They probably invented that whole thing. I don't know. Maybe no, I, I it, just, it was mostly, I I mean, driven as open source from Netflix and stuff like that. But I, I, I mean, there is no question about in terms of whether the if, uh, the importance or the kind of convenience Lambda brings in. Uh, there is no doubt about those things. But anyway, just, uh, let's just move on. So do you want to talk about other things, what uh, they launched along part of the ML, which is like your... Uh, so uh, the the transcribe uh, the comprehend and NLP and other things. Yeah, transcribe is the automated uh, automatic speech recognition service, uh, which is basically voice to text conversion. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is not something new, if you ask me. Uh, I mean, there were companies like Nuance uh, who were doing it even several years back. Yeah, I mean the, the only. They also had a cloud service. May not be to the scale of what AWS is. Uh, I don't know whether these guys are, like, say, I mean, license some of their tech. Possible, we don't know. Uh, but I think they were doing it uh, many years back, actually, right? Yeah, so I mean, the transcript is thing has been there for many years, actually. Right? True. Yeah. But the only only thing I see here that is that, uh, so when you have bringing in a suit of services which is like image recognition, transcribe, 
and comprehend which is a sentiment analysis all of them when you put together as a single suit of service then when you are building an app it is much easier for you to you know implement those apis in a very sequential flow where you single sdk integration would give you all these capabilities out of the box or something it's just like just in a uh, right i think uh, but i think if you ask me uh, where this asr kind of i mean even today i strongly believe that is where it makes significant value addition is when you get support for local languages right most I of the asr services i have seen is probably just limiting only to the widely spoken language probably only english at this point which is more accurate i mean they are now starting to do things like french and spanish and other things but imagine i think some of the other languages right like say in indian language hindi or tamil or whatever right, yeah. that's when i think the power of those services really comes right that, that, that's true uh, because that is when you can actually uh, bring in a whole set of newer set of people who are not who are not actually english speaking who are not used to this computing thing and where they want to naturally interact with the computer and i think that's significantly is a game shifter i don't think we are still there yet Th th that's true but i think this like more at this point of time looks like something like if you're an enterprise customer who have got bunch of content sites and yeah, you I want think, to yeah. transcribe them into an audio or something as one right. more channel for your visitors or something so wherein you don't want to invest a lot of money in terms of like no going ahead and recording them as an audio and stuff like that. so there are i think probably bits and pieces of this market is also getting bigger now and many of the blogs are offering a transcode like which is into audio medium has built this capability now any medium article you can just uh, if you if you use an i uh, i was medium app uh, any blog can be you know you can ask medium to just read out as an audio and stuff like that so this i see this kind of getting into consumer space uh, as a, like a push uh, coming in from uh, consuming some amount of content which is like written which is not Uh, audio coded and stuff like that so i feel probably there uh, it is and as well it also is much easier for them since they have lex and poly on the background which is are built for alexa and other things so this is an uh, api asynchronous api if you just submit your wave mp3 flack or anything and it just throws back gives you back a nice encoded english transcribed and stuff like that could be possible there are people who use it in healthcare or whatever Uh, other yeah. areas yeah so uh, the other uh, uh, which is in no, uh, yeah. what where i mention is probably uh, google is trying to do something with, with sort of the language coverage uh -huh. i feel for speech recognition to really see the adoption uh, i feel it has to see if you ask me i still don't want to actually talk to siri or alexa or any of those speech recognition i have tried to get some information right Oh, okay. I am more comfortable searching on my mobile phone or on right. my desktop, right? Yeah, right, right. So I am really not. Uh, I don't. I am maybe I am many tech guys are like that, uh, but I think where it really makes sense is like say when people who are not used to searching, you are not used to using Google or anything else mm -hmm. uh, by searching something, uh, when they want to instantly ask something in their native language, that's when the power. Really kicks. Yeah, out. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. And that. I think uh, ASR as a technology has been there for many years now, and the language adoption is painfully very slow. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, mm -hmm. uh, my assessment is that uh, past five years, I have not seen any significant language addition coming into the ASR space. 
true uh, yeah. apart from english and few other languages european languages um, there's hardly any support for indian languages just to give an example chinese they are still trying hard so it's it's tough actually so it's probably we are little early in the cycle for i mean speech recognition as a okay as a keen profession okay so i uh, i uh, that's like i said no the i the what i see is that these kind of uh, no um, this kind of like very broader signals where you see them in the market where uh, when uh, these kind of uh, edge consumer right. sites who just start supporting audio and stuff like that uh, it it may not look very significant right now but uh, as the data moves flows in and uh, the uh, the nlp processing capability at the back end which just improves over the time and stuff like that i i think the 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 problem what you are stating for last 5 years and the last couple of years i see there is a tremendous improvement on the nlp and voice recognition happening so i think probably just moving forward it should improve much better and stuff like that especially if you have this cameras who can record audio video and if it can already recognize certain objects and it shouldn't lag and ability uh, where and also fingerprint the audio which is coming in via those cameras and stuff like that which it can process at the edge itself it should be much better i mean like uh, it can it can build interesting products around that and stuff like that so right. so another sister service which was announced uh, around with the transcribe is the comprehend yeah. which is a kind of a sentiment analysis based on the text and stuff yeah like which is basically the natural language uh, processing service yeah. yeah so it is like uh, if you are a brand or like if you have some kind of product uh, which you want to monitor social media or you want to say understand uh, what people are talking about your products and stuff like that are they talking about uh, uh, the, are they talking positively or then are they talking uh, do they have a, the, are they expressing any amount of uh, dissatisfaction or another kind of thing so so it's just coherently if you look at it like the Im- uh, recognition transcribe and comprehend all are like the the they they just kind of uh, support each other if you want to live in la la land of amazon uh, <laughs> then <laughs> all that kind of gives you a cohesive service like you buy the hardware use the service layer and use the trained no, models I, i think they actually are getting into that right so yeah i mean every vendor is trying to yeah. push yeah so it and is and i think with the sort of the financial models which they are presenting yeah. it's very comprehensive right true you really don't want to actually i think they are actually literally discouraging you to build your own um, virtual machine or server farms and do your own stuff maybe the big companies like netflix are doing still Uh, but i think uh, if you are like a startup you don't want really want to fiddle around with yeah yeah i think yeah that the, level of compute, yes right? yeah big yes. and it, and i think more and more like you said no the more and more moving forward uh, the companies which can use these services and start right. digital, they they get this kind of an, uh, a 10 year uh, buffer period right. wherein if your company is starting building all this from ground and up and they have actually kind of equalized that whole thing right? So yeah, it's just kind of democratized the yeah uh, exactly the democratized yeah. is the exact word so i don't want to actually invent i mean i can pretty much do voice recognition i can do natural language yep. processing right today yeah <laughs> any mean, as, as a startup yeah right? and you can actually apply them on your own unique use cases that's like a big level actually True. right so it's on the computation they just kind of play bought this level playing field about the hardware because yeah. all the i mean nobody gives uh, nobody in the industry worries about 
uh, are you running uh, Intel chips or AMD chips anymore yeah, actually. Sure. Yeah. So the data center is all that has been like kind of uh, moved back. I mean like if you are a CX I mean even security, with virtualization coming in and all this yeah. IaaS coming in that was gone long time True. back. Yeah. Now I think even you don't even need to worry about your operating system at this point. Yeah, right? uh, that, that's where the, that's the kind of level they're moving in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good thing to do, actually. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to actually break your head ma patching your servers, managing True. security and other things, yeah. right? Which is absolutely not adding any value to your core product. Business, yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, right? So. Yeah. yeah, so these uh, are the primary machine learning and um, uh, the the hardware which they released at DeepLearn. So it's right. like... Uh, it's an interesting product. I, I don't see in the market. Where I, I, I think they introduced so many things. Yeah, I don't think that we need a uh, multiple episodes to cover. Yeah. Uh, especially uh, stuff they were uh, focusing on in many areas, right? In, yeah, like in uh, data side, in compute side, in serverless. And just like I mean, they even so, so it's just so about one side they are doing this all this serverless thing. On the other side, they even launched things like uh, bare metal. <laughs> You want to really run a bare metal server, they were talking about that as well. So it was literally, I mean, they are like miles ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, so, so uh, to just give a sample, uh, it is like launching a new processor right. to bare metal to API, ML, running edge on yeah. edge devices. So <laughs> there are about 1,500 products plus products they released, uh, or features and products, frameworks they released. So, mm -hmm. We'll do multiple episodes whenever we get time uh, and possible, where we don't have any other content. Uh, we can just try to <laughs> insert this for the next whole year. I mean, like, it's pretty much done. Because, like, another couple of weeks, we are going to see CES. So CES is going to, I, 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 if I'm not wrong, we will probably see more ML edge devices on CES this year, especially powered by NVIDIA, uh, Qualcomm, and uh, uh, the other... Uh, the British chip vendor, no, I forgot that other. So I, I'm, I'm sure in CES we'll see a lot more ML-powered uh, edge devices. So which is what I'm looking forward. So I, there could be more content coming in in that area. So we'll do multiple episodes of uh, AWS till 2018, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, 2019. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I think uh, the IoT is probably taking a sort of a backseat. Uh -huh. I mean, it looks to me like uh, I think there's more hype around machine learning in AI at this point. Uh, okay. IoT. Uh, I I, like I don't I don't know about that, but uh, I f see that also is kind of moving ahead. Uh, but when I'm probably uh, I'm not following that well also. Because okay. uh, in this, uh, uh, I mean, the keynote itself, they announced a couple of uh, interesting IoT uh, announcements as well came in. Right. The, the, uh, especially around uh, the green grass, which they launched last year, mm. which is the IoT layer, and then the free uh, real-time OS, which they launched yeah. uh, the, for IoT and stuff like that. So a lot of interesting IoT innovations also came in. The IoT one-click deployment, IoT enterprise, IoT connected devices. There's so many interesting things came in, actually. The improved dash buttons and everything, actually. So like I mean, said, that the, their keynote is like, you have content for like <laughs> for a year now. <laughs> right. Let's do multiple episodes. Uh, so. So this week takeaway is that basically the machine learning uh, on the server side, service side, and then uh, 
your edge all devices, the yeah. yeah, all those kind of thing. And also the APIs, which are like right. Poly, Lex. Uh, the whole uh, natural language, speech recognition. Yes, exactly, working. all that through. So it's interesting. So Apple, Google, and Amazon, all three have this capability now. Uh, they're all moving in uh, slightly like uh, slightly different model to each other, but it is not a tremendous gap as right, in yeah. So, all right. So anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's it. I think we'll talk more all right. uh, in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, I'm sure we, we can, as you said, we can talk about this for many months. <laughs> right. There's so much to do. Yeah. Um, I think we should, I, I think, I mean, if you're new to this whole AWS thing, I think it's hard to actually, uh, I mean, uh, categorize this whole thing. True, right? true, so yeah. We should probably take only like AI, in one episode and probably compute in one episode like that you should yeah because otherwise it become too yeah so that is why we mind-boggling true so so today our episode is like aws reinvent ml that's all yeah right. <laughs> so that's all. yeah machine learning and yeah right. yeah that's all all right uh see you then next week bye bye